Hello and welcome to another episode of Live Conversation on Alatra TV. My name is Olga. My co-host today is Tali. Hi, Tali. And uh, today we have a wonderful guest joining us from the United Kingdom. Today we will learn more about our guest and we will also talk about the global project Creative Society, which is unique in all respects as it is initiated by the people themselves. People of goodwill from all over the world who want to unite and change the world for the better. And after all, everyone today understands that the consumerist format of society in which we live today has hit a dead end and that we need to change the world for the better. And uh, today also humanity faces a lot of global economic, political, climatic and other issues. And to really solve them, we need the unity of all mankind, regardless of religion, nationality, social status, age, or anything else. And many people are aware of the vital need to unity and to practice this. And also today, I'm happy to say that on the basis of the project Creative Society, millions of people are already uniting to change the world for the better. And uh, now I would like to introduce our guest today. It is Joe. Thackray, who is helping organizations and individuals to shine in life and business. She's a coach and a mentor and also a radio presenter. Joe, we're so happy to have you with us today. Thank you so much for joining us and you're already shining. We can see a big star in the background, so that's wonderful. Could you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? I can, thank you. And thank you for inviting me um, onto the show. So uh, yes, I, I'm a coach and uh, a radio presenter as well. So I present on Inspire Radio, um, which is all about um, well-being, self-development and finding positivity and joy in our days as well. So so yeah, as, as a coach, it's, um, you know, it's my job to help people unleash their superpowers and find their true potential to be who, what they, who they want to be and, and do what they, they want to do. And um, I haven't always been a coach, but I've always, all the, the industry that I've been in, I've always been leading, developing and, in, and empowering teams. And that's a real passion of mine is to empower the people to release their potential and reach their potential and um, yeah I've, I've worked in various industries uh, most recently I've worked for a big international charity Oxfam and uh, working with them to to help people raise themselves out of poverty as well so um, I, I have three children three grown-up children and um, two stepdaughters and, and recently become a, a, a grandma for the first time so that's a whole new exciting experience as well but um, but yeah um, my passion is empowering others and helping people to shine like it says behind me there with the the big star the star is not for me the star is for everybody else <laughs> Oh, this is so exciting. Thank you so much. And we're super excited to have you here with us as well. And we would like you uh, to see a small collage we did of your pictures from social media. So no worries, it's all open <laughs> and perfect. And uh, please, we would like to hear you comment on them so we could learn a little bit more about you. Uh, so yeah, so I'm, I'm passionate about supporting other people and, and I see my role as, as putting positive stuff out every day to get people to think about a positive mindset, 
to show gratitude um, or, and, and to, to really think positively, step out of their comfort zone, try new things. And, and that's what a lot of my social media posts is about. And, you know, at the beginning of the, the pandemic that the whole world found itself in, I started putting a, a positive post out every single day at 6.30 and um, just encouraging people to find the, the one positive in their day when, you know, everything else could be really dreadful. Um, and it's taken on a life of its own and, and, and I've continued to do it. And we're now in 2021 and I'm still putting that post out at half past six every day. And um, so um, because people are really enjoying um, being encouraged to find the positive. So um, a lot of the, the pictures there you see is is about finding the positive and um, you know trying to step out of your comfort zone and um, there's walking boots there and that's really important to me fresh air exercise being outside is massively a, a passion of mine I'm never happier than than when I'm outside walking or gardening or or just being out in the fresh air oh thank you so much uh, I read some of your uh, posts and uh, LinkedIn stories and I find it very encouraging that you became a runner even though for the most part of your life you believed you couldn't run you couldn't be a sports person and I find it's a very good analogy to the world we live in today where most people think that's the only way to live but we are trying to make it a little bit more happier world for all of us could you please share the story how you became a runner and what made you do so, such a dramatic change yeah, it, it's, yeah, I can. And uh, I mean, at school, I, I always perceived that I was hopeless at sports. I was never I was never the person to be picked on a team. I'd always be the last person to be picked because I, I thought I was useless at sport. And um, I've, I always watched people running. My father was a great runner. And I was always like, no, I can't do that. That's not for me. And it, it, it was really a mindset. And it was about three years ago, I, I was listening to the radio. Somebody had just come back from a run and they were talking about how fantastic it was. And I thought, do you know what? I'm going to try that. I'm going to give it a go. So um, we have an app over here in the UK. I don't know if you guys know it, but it's called Couch to 5K. And it, it's an app that helps you start running. And, and it helps you build up to, to running a 5K um, run. And um, so I downloaded the app and I started doing that. And absolutely, you know, it, it changed my perception. Within nine weeks, I was running and I'd always told myself I couldn't run. Um, but this app taught me that I could run. I needed to change my mindset. I needed to be prepared to step out of my comfort zone. I needed to, to be, you know, be prepared to, to break through those pain barriers, if you like. And three years on, I'm still running. Um, I've, I've run half a marathon. I've done other running things, done various take 10Ks. And I run two or three times a week now. And I love it. And I wouldn't be without it. So, you know, it, it's never too late. I, I was in my, I think I was in my uh, 49. I was 49 when I started running. So it shows it doesn't matter what you've told yourself or your whole life you can change your mindset you can change your mind chatter um, if you're prepared to to have a go and step out your comfort zone and and do it so yeah I, I can now call myself a runner never thought I could call myself a runner <laughs> that's actually a really great story that's an amazing story and I think you said the main key here is that you always told yourself that you couldn't do it right? And then the change of mindset is what really making that decision really made you 
run you understood that you actually could because technically yeah. we're all you know we're all the same I mean I'm sure people some people have special skills but if we put your our mind to something and I'm sure a lot of people have these examples if you want something if you put your mind to it you can definitely achieve it even when you thought it's not possible it is possible and you know it's a great analogy because today we talk to a lot of people about creative society and we ask them and we tell them about it and they say, well, you know, it sounds great. I really want to live in this wonderful world. I see that we need change, but I'm only one person. What can I do? And I think today we don't understand the power that each person has. And of course, one person already can do so much, but if we all unite together, which, we're, which is what we're doing right now, we can already see millions of people uniting in this one idea of building the creative society, then we can do so much. We can truly change the world for the better. And um, if we made the world the way it is today with everything we see today, it is our responsibility to change it, to make it better for our kids, for our grandkids, and to actually uh, so that they can thank us later, so that they can say, hey, thank you so much for, you know, working hard, but yet doing this for us so that we can live in this perfect world. And uh, Joe, I know that you had a chance to look in the Project Creative Society and got um, acquainted with it. And for our viewers also, I want to mention, if you would like to learn more, go ahead and visit alatraunites.com. There you can learn more about the project and read about it. There's great articles on it as well. So Joe, please tell us, what are your thoughts about uh, the Creative Society and what can we do to uh, build it faster? Yeah, I mean, we talked a little bit off air about this and, and I really love the, the ethos of the Creative Society and about how, you know, we're, we're all born equal. As When we're born, we all come into this world. We have no perceptions we have no imprint on our mind we are just born into this world and um you know if at that point we are nurtured in a, a positive way if we're empowered if we're all given the same opportunities if we're shown kindness um you know if we can get in touch with our inner wisdom and and all those things we can create a better society and we can create individuals that will go on to show kindness empathy and work together instead of the, 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 you know, the, the situation that we're in now where we have wars, where we have religion that, that causes so much problems, we have all sorts of things that, that cause so many problems. And, and that all comes down to, to humans. It, it, it just comes down to us and our mindsets and the decisions that we make and the way that we think. But we were all born in the same way. We were all born equal. So, you know, what, what, at what point do we start being... Um, changed into having different thought process or you know wh whatever that looks like you know those different influences um, but if we could influence the next generation to think differently to to be in touch with their wisdom to um, you know to show that empathy to, to have emotional intelligence to be kind to show patience and tolerance um, and, and, and treat everybody as if they were equal you know the next generation could create a whole other different world and, and bring us back from where we're at, where we're at now, I think. Um, and, and in my, you know, I'm a coach and in my perfect world that I would love to live in, I would love all schools to have coaches so that all children have that opportunity for, to be coached, to, to find their own um, superpowers, to, to, to solve problems, to, you know, to really explore their thinking and have a real positive growth mindset rather than just be fixed in, 
different, you know, um, different ways of um, thinking and just have th fixed thinking and being influenced by certain things. But, you know, if, if every school had a team of coaches that could in help influence children to, to find their own solutions and to think differently and to show that kindness and all those different things, then, you know, we could create a whole, like I say, a whole new generation that, that could just do things differently. I absolutely agree with you. And I believe we should do our best to make the next generation live in a better world. And I would like us to watch a short video about the eight foundations and then share our thoughts on how important they are. We might need a second for the technical team to set it up. Um, <laughs> But actually, while they're getting it ready, I just wanted to talk about how the eight foundations came to so our viewers know as well. For the past nine years, volunteers of Alatra International Public Movement have been conducting social surveys and interviews with people all over the world. So millions and millions of interviews were conducted. And the questions were asked of, how, in what society would you like to live? What kind of a world do you see where you yourself, your friends, your family and everyone in the world would be comfortable living. And based on those answers that were compiled from the last nine years, the eight foundations of the creative society were formed. So they're the pillars uh, of building this creative society. And we understand that they represent the wants, the desires and the needs of all the people worldwide. So that is why they're so important today. And uh, that is why we have them is because we understand that it is the people that need to live in a better world. And this is what the people want. So if the video is ready, let's just see it so we can see all the foundations together and then we, we can discuss a particular one. Thank you so much for showing those and Joe maybe you can share your understandings and the importance of the foundations and what are your thoughts about them yeah I mean you know when we spoke before that that was touching on um one and two of the foundations I think but number three resonated with me as well and um that everybody should have you know the the bare essentials food shelter education they should feel safe they should have medical um care and and that should be for everybody it shouldn't matter whether you're rich or poor or which country you live in or you know what your background is you know what your culture is 
everybody should have those those things everybody should um you know that 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 should go without saying that should just be you know the bare essentials everybody should ha have access to and and not everybody does and you know we need to ask ourselves why 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 do people in certain areas of the world not have access to that what can we do to help them how can we you know use the big global businesses the the big powers how how can we do that to help those people um instead of you know plowing money into things that aren't necessary that we we don't need and that that could be weapons or whatever it is you know we we need to be thinking about how we can help those people that actually need those things that aren't readily available to them um you know when we we live in the western world we you know we never need anything we just want things because we just want them we don't need them we've got so many things we've got so many material things you know we've all got those things that we we don't really need and um, we just we just want them and yet there are people in countries that that need food they need shelter they need education they need safety and medical care and they don't have it um, and what what can we do to to help them and 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 bring that to those people so that we are we are all on an equal footing and we can all thrive not just survive but we can thrive as well yes you know and i think you said the main key right now we're not actually living we're existing and those are important things that we should all have those are basic needs that every person in the world should have and like you said we should be asking those questions why is it that today you know we don't have that why is it today that so much money and resources and attention goes into creating nuclear weapons or any kind of weapons that would kill our own selves ourselves you know we're never safe rather than using those brains, the minds of those people that are actually creating all those, those wonderful scientists that we have today um, into, for example, you know, providing water for all the people or mm. food or finding out how can we have that, um, how can we divide the resources equally between everyone, right? So that we can all have enough of each and not, you know, over excess of one or the other. And since you mentioned the first foundation, let's have it on the screen. I will read it and then we can, um, you can comment on that as well. That is my favorite, by the way. The human <laughs> life, human life is the highest value. Life of any human has to be protected as one's own. The goal of society is to ensure and guarantee the value of each human's life. There is no, there is not, and never can there be anything else more valuable than a human's life. If one human is valuable, then all people are valuable. So please um, just share why this one spoke to you. Because it is just that we are all valuable. Nobody is better than anybody else. Um, you know, it goes back to what I said in the beginning. We are all born equal. Um, unfortunately, it's the outside influences that then dictate our future almost. But, you know, we, we do have a choice in that. We can, when we get to a point where we can make our own choices, we can develop our own mindset. You know, we, we need to be thinking about what choices we can make, what we can do with our mindset. We need to think positively. We need to be able to look at things differently, to understand people's different points of view and accept people's different points of view and not let it get out of hand so that it ends up in conflict and war. But, you know, looking at, um, you know, how, how we can 
resolve things without going down those those roads that we've gone down as a human race for centuries and centuries and um you know no no it doesn't matter whether you've got a million dollars in the bank or you're you know you're homeless it doesn't make that one person better than the other we are all exactly the same and and i think that's where I think as a human race, that's where we go wrong sometimes. We we forget that we are all equal and we are no better than each other. Um, and if we if we acknowledge that and if we valued that more um, and showed a lot more kindness in the world, and um, yeah, it, it would hopefully have a ripple effect and create a, a, a better world to live in. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And I would like to ask you, what do you think uh, are some steps that people can do today so that tomorrow more people could learn about the project Creative Society and join? So, yes, I think anybody's listening and watching and thinking, okay, well, what, what can I do? I'm just an individual. I, I can't do anything, but we can. We can all do something. We can all think about our own mindsets, we can think about our daily actions, what we do, um, how we um, respond to people, how we treat people, how what we think about people. Um, and if we if we all try and, and um, you know, demonstrate that kindness, that positivity as well, and gratitude, showing gratitude for, for what we do have in our lives, and and looking at things differently, that can have that ripple effect and make a, a massive difference. And if you're, if you can make some changes to what you do as an individual, you can then talk to your friends, your family, your colleagues, strangers, anybody that that wants to listen about how we can collectively change the the course of of the human race or or, or what's going on in our world. And I I believe the pandemic that that hit the whole world has hit for a reason. It's hit for a reason to make us all stop and think and think, do you know what? We can't continue the way that we continue. We have to do things differently. And, and I think that's one of the big positives coming out of the pandemic that people are beginning to understand um, that, that we can do the things differently. We can live differently. We can um, you know, interact differently. So I think if, if it can start with us, with our own mindset, because everything starts with us. You know, I, I told myself for 49 years I couldn't run. Then I told myself I could run. And then I can run. So <laughs> we, can, we can tell ourselves in our minds that we can change things. And it takes time. We have to work on it. But we can absolutely do it. And if we can then influence and, and talk to the people around us, then that has a ripple effect. And, um, you know, this is already having a ripple effect across the world, uh, which is amazing. And it's just about us changing our, our perceptions and us taking action. Yes, yes, absolutely. Taking action, that's the most important too, because you know, when you sit on the couch and you're not doing anything, that's one thing. But when you're actually actively participating in the community and the society and, you know, even your family, right, doing things, then you can definitely see that ripple effect, like you said, when you're doing those good deeds and you're actually, um, you know, doing positive, bringing positive into this world, then we, you can see how that grows into something bigger. And that's very important, especially today. And I agree with you. I think in this pandemic, a lot of things have come, we have come to see a lot of things. And even the people we talk to, we realize how important it is to give and the values that 
maybe we thought that something was used to be very important on the outside, but now you understand that the happiness and everything else is inside. Definitely. And um, yes, and nothing from this outside world, you know, will make you happy. It's definitely by giving and doing something good is what makes you really truly happy. And that's, that's incredible that so many people today are realizing this and we're all realizing this and um, it's wonderful that we're uniting. And uh, also, Joe, I wanted to ask you, in your opinion, how important is it today to unite under the one idea of building the creative society? So here we're talking about uniting on the idea of building it. That, you know, a lot of people always, we have this mindset of uniting our wallets or our backyards or, you know, refrigerators. But here we need to unite under the idea of changing the world for the better, of making, you know, a world a safe place a stable place, a place where all people will have a decent life, will have all the essentials and even more, um, a future where all people will benefit. So in the creative society, we're talking about every single person will benefit from building it. So in your opinion, how important is it to unite under this one idea of building the creative society? Absolutely. When you when you put it like that and, and, and think about, um, you know, a, a society that is kind to each other, can help each other, support each other and where everybody has access to everything, then, yeah, absolutely. We should be uniting. We should be doing something about it. Um, and, you know, that that's our job. We, we, we've, you know, we, we've caused such destruction in this world as humans. Um, nature hasn't done that humans have done that it's our job now to put that right um and um so yeah i think that that's definitely what we need to be doing thank you so much it's been such a pleasure to get to know you and uh, seeing how you're excited about the creative society project it gives me faith that <laughs> our humanity still have a, has a chance and at the end, we, of course, we use the six handshakes. So we asked each person to nominate a friend or maybe a colleague or somebody who's socially active to participate in our next broadcast. So uh, please, could you share with us who would you like to nominate and why? Yeah, I think I would like to nominate Manoj uh, Krishna. Um, and uh, I'm involved with a project with him called the Human Wisdom Project. And uh, Manoj has um, this amazing idea of, um, you know, looking at our wisdom, our own inner wisdom. Like you said, Olga, it, it starts within, you know, the happiness is uh, within. And I think he would be a fantastic guest um, to have on to share his wisdom. Thank you so much. Wonderful. We would love to contact him and have him on the next program to have him share his thoughts and to share a little bit about himself as well. And again, to our viewers, if you would like to learn more about the project Creative Society, visit alatraunites.com. And on the website, you will see the join us button and it is translated the website itself into many languages and you can pick the way you would like to participate if you're ready or not ready if you'd like to be fully involved or not. And uh, we would love to hear from you. We would love to hear your opinion. We would love to hear your questions. It is all important to us as this project is not a project of an individual group. It is a project for all of humanity. And it is important today for all people to know about it so that they can make that choice whether or not uh, they want to join and whether or not they want to live in a better world. And when sharing this video, please use two hashtags, hashtag Alatra Unites and hashtag Creative Society.
And thank you so much, Joe, for joining us today. It was a pleasure of learning from you, learning about you, and learning about your um, thoughts and visions about the Creative Society. And thank you so much, Tali, for co-hosting. It was a pleasure. It was Tali's first, um, first broadcast today, so that's exciting. And um, so thank you. It was, it was a pleasure. And, and thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. And uh, we should have a song to wrap it up for today. So I'm going to ask our technical support to play the song, please. Mm -hmm.